Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your host, Jennifer, a spirit medium and a teller of ghost stories. Now, tonight's episode is going to be just ever so slightly different. Usually, I keep the spooky with the ghost stories on one side and the spiritual with the spirit readings on the other. And tonight's episode, you'll see, is a little bit of a blending of the two. And this was suggested to me by one of my dearly loved podcast supporters, Charles. Charles has suggested a special theme to be explored tonight. Tales of departed loved ones who have visited us in our dreams. Now, I believe that spirits can communicate with us in many, many ways. But through our dreams is one of the more vivid ways that they can do so. So let's explore a few of those happenings. Then afterward, linger around for tonight's in-studio spirit reading with my podcast guest. Then see if tonight's message from the spirits is specifically for you. I love to gather around my seance table and see if there are any loved ones who wish to speak with my listeners. And since you're attending, this message could be for you. That's later on in the podcast. But for now, spritz some lavender over your pillow and settle in. The spirits are entering your dreams right now. When my son was about six months old, I dreamt that I was at my grandparents' house with him. My grandfather held my son and cried while I talked to my grandmother. I told her that I wished her and grandfather were still alive to see my son, and she said, Don't worry, we see him. I didn't think anything else of it until about five years later. I was talking to my sister and mentioned that I had a dream about our grandparents. She asked, was Papa Joe holding your son while he rocked in his chair? And did Grandma tell you they were watching you? I said yes, and I asked her how she knew. She said that she had had the same dream when her son was six months old. This still gives me the shivers to this day, but it also makes me happy. One of my closest friends died in an accident a few years back. We had had an extremely close bond despite only knowing each other for a couple of years. I moved away from the Midwest to Arizona earlier this year, and being so far from home, I naturally experienced some bizarre dreams and sleep patterns due to the stress of the move. This dream was different though. The first couple of weeks in my new place, I found it easier to fall asleep on my new couch with the TV on. In my dream, I found myself sitting on the patio of the bar I used to frequent back home, facing 
my deceased friend. He looked as he always did in real life, jovial and confident, with a cigarette in his hand and a cold drink in front of him. I remember breathing in the cigarette smoke, and I felt the distinct cold wetness of autumn in Chicago. And because of this, I knew somehow I was home, and this was really him. We sat and chatted like old times. I can't remember the details of our conversation, but he was happy, and I felt distinctly like he was there to check in on me. The weirdest part came when I woke up. I felt like someone had jostled my shoulder, but I live alone. Even weirder, the TV was turned off. My brand new TV. I have fallen asleep many times since then with the TV and it hasn't turned off by itself once. I really feel like he visited me that night. Instead of waking up afraid, I woke up feeling loved and grateful, so happy to see my friend again and to know that he is proud of me and thinking of me still in the beyond. My grandfather died in April of 2008. I have a pretty big family and he was well loved by all of us, so it was a pretty big blow. I took the news somewhat harshly. I went to bed that night relatively early, around 8.30, and I had the oddest dream. My father, stepmother, and my sister were at my grandmother's house. The house in my dream was exactly the way it is in real life, not a picture out of place. I saw my grandfather, and I was shocked. My grandfather looked amazing, like he wasn't even sick. I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I blurted out, I love you, Grandpa. He told me the same, and then we hugged. He then stood up, which he couldn't before death, and he walked away into an incredibly bright light. It wasn't blinding, I just couldn't see into it. I woke up crying. I don't think I was just dreaming. It really felt real. My great-grandmother and I were very close, and she had moved into a nursing home when I was 13. I joined the army right out of high school. The week I left for basic training, I visited her, and it was bad. She cried about how much pain she was in, and that she didn't want me to go. 
I tearfully promised to return home as soon as I was able and that I would bring her a banana split that we could share. Unfortunately, she passed while I was in training to be a medic, and a mere few days before Christmas leave began. I always felt that I had broken my promise. Skip forward to the fall of 1990. I had been out of the army for three months. I woke up from a dream in tears. I dreamt that I had stopped at my friend's house at the end of the street I grew up on, the same street that my great-grandmother lived on as well. I went inside, and my great-grandmother was sitting in the living room. I tearfully apologized for breaking my word to her, and in her usual gentle way, she said that it was okay and not my fault. This was a visit from her, I am sure. I never remember my dreams, but this one I remember over 30 years later. Do you have a personal ghost story you would like to tell me? I may share it on the podcast. Email me at Speak now at italktoghosts.com. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. My guest this evening is Nadine. Nadine, welcome to the podcast and your spirit reading. How are you doing? Really good for a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> right? I hear that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's all we can do to prop each other up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's see. I have some notes for you. But I also okay. like to do a bit of a blending and see what comes in as we're talking. So um, feel free to contribute your energy as we go. And I really do feel that that amplifies uh, the session as as we are talking. But um I was getting two people coming in for you. There was a woman, she kind of came in first and with your dad, but I do want to focus on your dad first. Okay. His energy coming in for me, he's kind of presenting himself as Someone who can really put things together. He was a fixer. Was he a fixer? Like just kind of the white knight wanting to fix everything for everyone. Yeah, he really was. Uh, just a solid guy, heart of gold, wanted to just be with everybody and love everybody. Yeah. Like it was important to him that if if you came to him with any, any little thing, he had that energy of support and and wanting to help. Yeah, he most definitely did. You, no matter what it was, even if he didn't like it, he wanted to help you with it. Speaking of which, I don't know what he did for a living, but did his job kind of drive him crazy a little bit? It could, yeah. Um, he did a lot of truck driving for a long time, and then he did um, lumber work and stuff like that, so just real tedious stuff. He'd come home just super tired and dusty dirty yeah 
Yeah, that was one of those little details that was coming in debt. Yeah. Yeah. And which does, which is so juxtaposed to his personality. Yeah. You know, he really does have that low, loving, glowing, mm, uh, just great man, mm-hmm. great man. And um, when he came in, when he got close, he got very excited and he was like, this is like a phone call. Um, so I'm wondering, did you talk to him on the phone a lot? Yeah, I, um, uh, tried to, I, his last year of on earth, I ended up moving states. So we talked all the time as much as I could. I mean, I was younger when he passed. So maybe I was just like, Oh, whatever. I'll call you later. And mm-hmm. I regret that now, but we talked sure, as much sure. as we could. He was bringing up his passing and a feeling of regret there. And his next sentiment was, I would rather, you know, sorry that it happened the way it happened, but he preferred this rather than some long drawn out thing. 100% his passing was very, very sudden. Um, I had went back home and visited for two weeks. And then that following week, I got the phone call that he was in the hospital, um, essentially in a coma. So I flew back that night. And I got there just in time. And within that 30 minutes, he had passed. So I got at least my chance to say goodbye and everything like that. So were you holding his hand and kind of like touching his forehead? And yeah, I sat with him and I was talking more or less just kind of going over like, well, who's going to walk me down the aisle? Who's going to do this? And who's going to do that? And then after all that, I was just like, you know what? I'm you lived a hard enough life. And if you want to rest, I'll be fine. You know, and then he passed. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really moved. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he seemed like a really great guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, he was, <clears throat> he was uh, showing me some things maybe from your childhood. Um, Holding your hand while roller skating? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably more or less, I would say, on a bicycle. I never learned to roller skate. <laughs> yeah. The whole, I've got you while you're figuring it out yeah, type of yeah. thing. Yeah, especially when he uh, took off my um, little stabilizer. Training wheels. Yeah, and I was just freaking out. <laughs> uh, he's like, you did great. You did great. <laughs> I mean, not without some crashes, but you yes. did great. You did great. He is bringing along a message of encouraging you to focus on the right things. And I am wondering, I'm getting the sense, do you talk to him in your head? Because he wants you to know that that is not your imagination. Yeah. And that he really is there for you. And, and that was one thing that he just really wanted to give a, like, he hears you, he is responding. That is not your imagination. And he values those conversations with you and, and that connection that you have and just never doubt that. Okay. Do you ever light a candle for him? Um, it's been a while, but I would sometimes on his birthday, light a cupcake, you know, and yeah eat it quick (laughs) yeah yeah he not only is he laughing about that but he appreciates it you know um just that yeah that um you the gesture and and the lighting of the candle and 
And um, all those gestures, I can't emphasize enough that you're keeping that connection with him going. I think a lot of times when our loved one has passed, we have this tendency to say they're gone. And we sever those actions and we, and that's maybe a form of grief, but in truth, we are still connected. And the fact that you still feel that and, you know, he's, he just wants you to, to believe it and know it. And I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, sometimes I get, um, like a, a visual or something that comes in and it was like a sharp object. You mentioned he, he worked in lumber. So, so maybe it's something like that. Lots of sharp tools going around. Cause he, uh, he had a knife collection with butterfly knives. Okay. That's what, and okay. I'd always play with it. And he'd be like, you're going to cut your finger. You're going to cut your hand off. And okay. Yeah. Okay. See, that's a great, this is a great example of what happens. I'm seeing the sharp, shiny object. I immediately have this response of, oh, dangerous. And here you go filling in the blanks for me that he had this collection. And yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, there was talk of some tenacity in your family of not letting things go. Or, or just, do you want to speak to that a um, little bit? On both sides of my family, everyone's just so stubborn and hard-headed, and he was no <laughs> exception from that. He was going to be nicer about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and But it's like, he's kind of saying, you can use that to your advantage, when it serves you, mm -hmm. you know, but if it's not, and it's just getting in the way or causing frustration in your life, it's like, just yeah. let it go. Just let it go. That definitely makes sense. Cause right now I'm just kind of going through something where I'm just trying to be the nice person. And I kind of take it mm -hmm. as like, he probably knows I could be a jerk and I probably should at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. The woman who was kind of coming in with him, um, I was seeing she was coming in as a heads down, kind of focused type of person, stayed on task, juggled a lot. I was seeing uh, like baking flour in, in uh, like either a wooden bowl or it, okay. does this make sense to you? Yeah. I think this might be my friend Kayla. Really? Yep, she was a big baker. And now that you say like she would put her head down and strive, she that's what she did for her work. She just focused on it and was really getting somewhere before she passed. Okay. Yeah. Because she was showing me the baking and that aspect of her personality. Mm -hmm. um, what, was she um, kind of like a self-made businesswoman? Um not self-made, but she was, uh, she worked at a financial institution and was kind of just making a name for herself as somebody who people can go to that she would help them and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, okay. Let's see if, if she has anything else for you. She is kind of conveying that she felt a little stuck in life and 
I'm wondering if that's mirroring, like if she's also bringing it up with you right now, if you feel a little stuck. Yeah, it's funny you say that because we actually work at the same company and I've been kind of just toying with, do I stay where I'm at? Do I try maybe the position she used to have or, and I've just been thinking about that and throwing it back and forth in my head. So that would kind of make a little sense. Mm -hmm. I think she is saying that obviously your happiness is the biggest important thing. Don't feel rushed into taking any old thing, like take your time and look at opportunities and don't just bang your head on the wall that um, you'll get there. You'll get there. Almost, you know, take a step back, take a deep breath, really look around instead of just, uh, I gotta, I gotta do yeah. something now. I'm frustrated now. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like something you'd say. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think she wanted to pop in and say hi. And you know, what's great. She came in first and I think your dad was like, you know, come on, say hi. You know, I, I've got time. I've yeah. got time, you know, um, because he's, yeah, he's just coming off this really great, really great guy. Um, he's kind of showing me the water a bit. He's expressing that he, he wishes he had had the opportunity for more uh, free time. Could you understand that with yep. him? Um Every summer with his side of the family, we always go to this big lake back home and um, we'd spend a good long weekend together. And actually, I had reached out to his sisters and brothers and said, you guys want to try that again this summer? Because it's been years since we've done it. So I think he knows that we're trying to plan to get that going again. <laughs> did, did you guys do a lot of things out on the water? Yep, we would do a lot of tubing and boating. And um, when we did go camping, it would be near the ocean and stuff like that. So water, and then we had a pool. So water was always a big part of our our lives. I do have some messages for you tonight, but I do want to check in with you about um, anything else that you are hoping uh, for in your reading, whether it's uh, a, a certain question or was there someone else who you were hoping would come through? Um, honestly, my dad was my main priority to talk to. I do have a sister that's on the other side, but I wasn't sure if she would have been, um, up for something like this, you know? Uh-huh. Well, let, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. She is showing me, um, she, she had some hardships and challenges, huh? Yeah. She sure did. And I see her looking, I see her looking down. I think you'd be able to understand that, but she's immediately trying to cheer me up. Um, and by me, she's going through me to you. Um, she is showing me some laughter and <sighs> maybe throwing stuffed animals around, something like that when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, she... She was a complete goof like that, so. Yeah, like I'm seeing like a lot of motion. <laughs> like, yeah, she could be having the hardest time, but she would still just do her best to make everybody else around her happy and smiling and stuff, so. Yeah, yeah. So I think you'll understand, like she's showing, she's showing me this emotional hardship, but then she's immediately turning around and saying, nope. 
we're going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was her for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, she does want you to know, oh, she's sending her love. She's sending her love to you. And she does want you to know that she is okay. And when someone, you know, she's not feeling that way anymore, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that she has to show me that so that you would recognize that it's her, you know, but that's, that's all it is. You know, she's just saying, Hey, this is how it was. This is not how I am. You know? And and in fact, she's like, I, (laughs) she says she's partying it up. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's definitely her. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. Let me, let me give uh, you the messages that I wrote down for you. You have a lovely family, by the way. You really do. <laughs> I can you. feel it through and through. So much emotion. So much emotion. Okay. Your messages for now are leave behind old habits or aspects of your life that are just not serving you anymore. It's okay to kind of break the foundation rebuild better you know make it yours okay just decide you know just give it all a good look what works what doesn't you know and just have that heart to heart with yourself and then be like you know what I trust myself that I'm going to make this better because it's my life and I'm going to do the things that I love and I'm going to build my life around that and it's going to support me okay uh think long term be dedicated. It's about using that family tenacity, you know, persevere, (laughs) think long-term. This is the long game, you know, um, be dedicated and persevere with love. Yeah. My goodness. Is that timely for you? Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's a person speechless, even like I, yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for meeting with me today. Now I said earlier you have a wonderful smile. You 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 have an energy about you and it it comes it comes through loud and clear and and your family has this amazing energy too. You may be a stubborn family but you're a very loving family. <laughs> very loving family. And uh the sense of humor and um the joy that could be threaded in there. Uh it's just really apparent. It really is. Oh, thank you so much. You are so very welcome. Okay, before we go, let me ask you, do you have a personal ghost story that you would like to share this evening? I do. Listener ghost story. For a good portion of my 20s, I worked at a medium security male prison. Um, And one time I was lucky enough to get on the graveyard shift. And there was always rumors that it was haunted and these incidences took place and, you know, like all the old wives' tales and stuff like that. And, of course, I believe in so much of that and I think I ate them all up and I memorized all the stories and I was just kind of waiting for things to happen. And um, it was maybe my first week into the graveyard shift and I was working um, third floor. So it was in the middle of the six floors and I was working the third and I was kind of just waiting 
um, to be relieved on the floor that I was on. I got done doing my rounds and I was logging my stuff and I heard somebody come off the elevator, keys jingling, everything and footsteps and I looked out and not a soul was there. And so I was just like, okay. So then um, I sat for a while, didn't hear anything. And then, so I just went back to doing my business and it just, it happened again. And every time I looked, nobody was there. So then I was like, all right, well, this must be what everyone's talking about. Oh my goodness. Do you, who do you think it was? Do you think it was like an old prison guard? Um, so, and I don't know how well my history is on the building, but before it was a prison, it used to be a part of the state hospital. And from what I heard, a, a guard or an employee at one point was um, attacked and I don't know the full story and don't want to spread false information, but from sure. what I think I remember is that they were murdered in the location of some sort. So I think it might have been that person, uh-huh. but right. to say. Oh, wow. Wow. So did others um, report hearing the same thing at night and did it ever happen again to you? Yes. Uh, everybody at one point in any part of your employment there I think if you were ever worked night shift you got to experience something at some point and it was always different stuff Um, sometimes people would go into like a basement area and hear screaming or um, you'd hear footsteps randomly and some people would see this lady in a blue dress who didn't have a head but it was just like kind of her body Um, Uh lots of things and I was just like you know what I think I'm good (laughs) Wow, so brave of you to work the graveyard shift there to begin with. That That's amazing. Well, it, it paid well, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And again, it was wonderful doing this reading for you. Uh, yes, thank you so much. I had a good time. Would you like a free spirit reading with me and record your reading for the podcast? Sign up for your chance to be selected by visiting italktoghost.com guest. And as an added bonus, if you don't want to leave your reading up to chance, I'll let you in on a secret. There's a discount offer to book a private session with me so you can book a date and time for certain. Visit italktoghost.com slash guest for more details. I can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. I have a message from the spirits this evening, so thank you for joining me around my mini seance table. Since we are discussing the theme of dreams this evening, I thought I would bring in some components that aid in dream work, intuition, the subconsciousness. So I have with me some amethyst, as well as lavender, which I will use as incense, as well as blue lotus flower. If you're not familiar with Blue Lotus, it is very much used for lucid dreaming, dream work in general, tapping into the subconsciousness, intuition. And you may notice that the color purple is very much present 
in these components. And purple is associated with the crown chakra, which is very much about divine connection, intuition, psychic awareness abilities. So that is definitely another factor in these components as well. And I always find color work very interesting. I'm gonna take a moment to ground and center, send my energy out there to blend with the spirit world. I have with me tonight an older woman. I wouldn't consider her elderly. She's showing me a lot of challenges in life, physical pain. In her lifetime, she lost a daughter. And now that she's passed, she's showing me that they are together. I think you'll understand how important the message is to know that they are happy. The woman who came through, she's showing me that she always had a love for cartoons. Didn't matter how old she got, she still enjoyed cartoons. And she's showing me Mickey Mouse. She just had a very gentle kid at heart nature to her. Little bit of a homebody, shy, shy with people she didn't know. When at home, she could be boisterous and definitely had a very big laugh. Her laughter was she didn't hold back when it came to laughing. Definitely had her routines. She's showing me that her, her passing was a bit of a shock. But again, she wants to reiterate that she's okay. And she's saying sorry about the car. <laughs> she's showing me a big house. It had a lot of history in it. And I'm hearing a lot of uh, voices outside of the house. So I'm wondering if this was in just a busy neighborhood. Okay, her message for you this evening is, oh, she just wants you to be happy. Live your life. Hold the details of life precious in your heart and let that guide you when you make decisions don't don't get wrapped up in stressful details just really appreciate and love love each other she says she wishes she could have done more so she wants you to be able to have those experiences and have that joy in life. She wants you to have that. I think I'm gonna leave it at that. So if you understand these messages and they connect for you, I would love to know. So please reach out. Thank you. Thank you. 
Book a medium reading with me if you have a past loved one you would like to connect with. A spirit reading can be an amazing and never spooky experience. I strive to give you specific details that align only to you and your loved ones. Curious? Visit italktoghost.com for links to book with me. I can't wait to meet you. And with that, dear listener, we've reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghost. I hope you've enjoyed these dream-themed stories that I've shared with you this evening. Have you ever had a loved one visit you in a dream? I would love to hear about it. So please reach out. In the meantime, wherever you wander off to, this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit with me. Have a lovely evening and good night.